Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Highway Community Podcast. In John chapter 4, Jesus and his disciples were traveling through Samaria on their way to Galilee. And in the middle of the day, they came to a town called Sychar. It was hot, and Jesus and his disciples were tired from their journey. And so when they came to the well that was there, Jesus sat down to rest while the disciples went into town to get food. And as Jesus was sitting there, a woman came to the well for water. And as she was there drawing water, Jesus asked her for a drink, which took the woman by surprise. One thing that made this request that Jesus made for a drink surprising to the woman was the fact that Jesus was a Jew and she was a Samaritan. There were literally hundreds of years of animosity between those two groups. Animosity that stemmed all the way back to when the Assyrians conquered Samaria and merged both their people and their religion with the Jews who continued to live in the region. And the result of all of that was this tremendous division. There was tremendous division racially, there was tremendous division politically, and there was also tremendous division related to religious practices, and particularly around the specific physical place that God had ordained for worship. And so suffice it to say, there was no love lost between these two groups. And then in addition to that, something else that made Jesus's request for a drink surprising to this woman who was drawing water were the cultural norms around gender. In the world of ancient Palestine, it was not customary for a man to even speak to a woman without her husband being present. And so, given all of that, it's no wonder that the woman was so surprised by Jesus' request. And so she says to him, how can you ask me for a drink? And Jesus responds by telling her about a living water that he can give. A water that, unlike the water that she was drawing from the well, quenches thirst permanently. And he tells her that whoever drinks the water that he has will never be thirsty again. It will become in them like a well springing up from eternal life. Well, not surprisingly, the woman is intrigued by this. She wants this living water. And so Jesus tells her to go and call her husband and come back. Tying in, of course, to that cultural custom of a woman's husband being present while talking to another man. Jesus tells her to go and call her husband, to which the woman replies, I have no husband. And Jesus says to her in John chapter 4, verse 17, you are right when you say that you have no husband. The fact is that you have had five husbands, 
and the man that you are now with is not your husband. And with that, the encounter turns. The woman, understandably taken aback by Jesus's revelation, says to him, I can see that you are a prophet. And then after a conversation about worship, she tells Jesus that she knows that the Messiah is coming and that when he comes, he will explain everything. And Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. And then John says that the woman left her water jar. She left behind the very reason that she had come to the well in the first place, went to town and invited people to come and see this man who told her everything she ever did. And John says that many people from the town came to Jesus and believed because of the woman's testimony that he told me everything I ever did. Now, it's interesting. A close look at the text reveals that there is just one thing in this story that is repeated. Now, repetition is a device that is used in ancient literature for emphasis. It's a way for an author to highlight something, uh, to signal to the hearer or the reader that something is important. And the one thing that John actually repeats as he tells this story is what the woman tells the people in town, that Jesus told her everything that she ever did. And the fact that John reiterates uh, that particular line as, as he summarizes what happened in verse 39 is his way of highlighting for us, I think, the importance of that particular moment in the story where Jesus tells the woman her own personal story about her husband's. And it's John's way of really highlighting for us the fact that that's the moment where everything turns for the woman. And the reason it turns, I think at least, is because she is known. But the reason that the encounter turns is because she's known. Through her personal life story, she is known by Jesus in this deeply intimate way. Jesus knows her struggles. He knows why she was drawing water alone in the middle of the day when it was customary for women to go in groups to draw water, either in the morning or in the evening. And that makes all the difference. Jesus knew her personal story. And because of that, there's connection. There is intimacy. That the woman is known in a way that transcends all of the division related to gender. She's known in a way that transcends all of the division related to race. 
She's known in a way that transcends all of the division related to religion. And by the way, embedded in that is a really important and constructive word for us to sit with, I think, uh, as we navigate our present-day cultural context with all of its divisiveness. And that is uh, that there is something about being known personally and intimately that can connect us as human beings in a way that can transcend the things that divide us. Jesus' interaction with the Samaritan woman shows us that there is something about being known personally and intimately that can connect us in a way that can transcend the things that divide us. And then we also see that it is right in the very midst of that really beautiful space of being known that the woman is also able to know who Jesus is as well. It's in the space of being known that she is able to know the true identity of this person who is offering her living water to drink. Come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. Now, what makes that moment so incredibly powerful and what makes it, I think, so deeply resonant is the way that it reflects a yearning that really all of us have, a yearning that is a part of the very fabric of being human. And that's the yearning to know and to be known. And the story of the woman at the well really underscores for us the important role that our personal life stories play in all of that. We are our personal life stories. And just like we see through the Samaritan woman, it's really through those stories and through rehearsing those stories that we know ourselves that we allow ourselves to be known to others, and even more significantly, that we know God in this really profound sense. And then, in addition to that, you know, the fact that the woman leaves her water jar in order to go and tell others who then come to see and know Jesus reminds us of the significant role that our personal life stories play in community as well. Reminds us of the significant role that our personal life stories play in our relationships with one another. It reminds us of how knowing others enables us to know God and his love and his grace and his mercy. How it enables us to know his goodness and his abundance and his providence and the ways that he redeems and restores and transforms. That's the power of story. And as we continue to emerge, hopefully, from the COVID-19 pandemic, 
and, and as we are coming together and, and beginning a new volume of God's story among us, right, a new volume of, of ministry here at the Highway Community, consolidating two campuses into one so that we can invest more of our resources outward to share in God's redemptive work in our local communities. Uh, this morning, uh, we are beginning a new teaching series entitled Stories of Transformation. And over the course of the summer, as a staff, uh, we will each be sharing with you a part of our own personal story. And then interspersed among those personal stories, we'll look together at three different stories that Jesus told, uh, three of Jesus's parables that invite us in a very particular way to consider how we might embrace God's work of transformation in the story that he is writing in each of our lives. And so in the coming weeks, right, in addition to those three parables, you'll be hearing stories from David Haley, our executive pastor, Richie Takasugi, our student ministry director, John Dussman, our operations director, Jake Dodson, our missional development and communications pastor, Danielle Cannon, our children and family ministry director, Julie Peterson, our formation pastor, Nick Bartunek, our creative arts pastor, and also from me. And our hope uh, as we begin this new season together as a church community, our hope is that through these stories, uh, you can know us and we can be known and all of us, hopefully, can see God uh, through his ongoing work of transformation as we endeavor to love him with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and love our neighbor as ourselves. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for all that Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman shows us about what a beautiful gift it is to be known by you and to know you. And we thank you that in the same way that Jesus knows the woman's personal story, that, that you know the intimate and personal details of the stories that have been told and, and are being told by each one of our lives. And for the ways that through these stories you enable us to know you and to know one another and to know ourselves. Father, would you give us the courage to be known? And would you give us the courage to know others? And would you give us a vision for the way that sharing our personal stories might transcend the things that divide us? And Father, as we begin this series, would you draw us closer to one another? Would you draw us closer together as a community as we begin this new season and partner together in the story that you are writing among us?
in Jesus' name. Amen.